Good evening. Welcome to Defector Review, our weekly in-depth analysis on the news and current affairs in Mongolia with our economist and commentator, Mr. Jargal Defector. Good evening. And I'm Nam Sretzind. You can join us on MNB World Facebook page and on Twitter with Jargal, uh, hashtag Jargal underscore Defecto. And for our today's program, President's Constitution Amendment Draft. Underground Mine of Ayutthaya. Real Estate Auctions in the Capital. Now, onto our first topic. The law experts oppose the President's draft to make amendments to the Constitution. The extraordinary session of the Parliament continues, and one of the most important issues that are discussed is the amendment of the Constitution. But now, there are two different drafts. One of them is the Constitution draft, first one is proposed by the Zunde Jansen and 62 Parliament members, and the second one is the one that President of Mongolia proposed. According to law, discussing both of these drafts at once is illegal. So, onto our questions. The quest, uh, first question is, uh, the law experts say that the amendment draft of the president proposed will change the parliament system into a form of dictatorial system of the president. So, what do you think of this? What do you make of this? Well, one certain can uh, certainly somehow say that there, it has some ground. Uh, why? First of all, let's discuss what is really uh, the president suggested. First, uh, the war city is included at the level of Aymak and uh, Ulaanbaatar districts, which has, say, Bainzur district, which alone has 300,000 population, can be at the level, uh, can be called as a city. Secondly, uh, <coughs> Sum, and that's another administrative unit, and uh, district governors will have the same status. The third, the parliament member will be increased up to two, to 108 instead of 76, current one. And out of 108 parliament members, half of them will be uh, elected by majoritarian system, the other half by proportional system. And the uh, majoritarian being uh, the <coughs> proportional being the, the list of political parties candidates will be elected. Another change in the parliament term is instead of four, five years. That's what the change is. Another substantial change is instead of state ownership, the natural resource will be the state ownership. That's the current, our current state ownership. State owns the natural resources. Instead of that, the present uh, team suggests to have common property. That means every time when they change the issue of making decisions on the natural resources, it has to be discussed with the people, with the common, the, those who, who owns. So, <clears throat> etc. And also there is a judicial disciplinary committee that's to be suggested. Now we have a Supreme uh, Judiciary Council, uh, but still we'll have a disciplinary committee which will discuss about the disciplines cases of the uh, judges. So uh, another interesting proposal, proposal is to have not to have 
referendum on sovereignty, independence of the country, which happened in 1945, and we should exclude the sort of another referendum in the history. That's the, what the president is proposing. So that's why, which um, also the, the president also suggests certain uh, certain increase in power of the National Security Council. That's why the people have a, a certain basis that it may be more presidential power more than the current one. So. Uh, Having a president chosen by the people along with the Speaker of Parliament appointed by the Parliament is involuntarily creating a presidential system, people say. So does Mongolia need the institution of the presidency? Well, in order to make amendments in the constitutions, in some countries, the Parliament has a full authority to do so. But when we have initial our this constitution, initial constitution in 1992, we had a whole people full referendum in the country, and people had a chance to amend to give their own proposals. Since this is not new constitutions, amendments can be done, and they will be done. Looks like by the minority, uh, which is 65 seats out of 76 in this uh, political People's Party, which has the ruling uh, role in the country. And the same, uh, for example, uh, alternating constitution, alternating power, for example, some parliaments have, including the Finland parliament called uh, Iduskunta. It has the same right. So hopefully this parliament will change and uh, it, will be, uh, it will be accepted, I think. So they claim that the, to make this amendments draft uh, of the president, they created a public poll and actually included the public opinion in this. So how practical is it to include the public opinion in the amendments, uh, a draft of the making amendments to the constitution? Mm. Is it really practical? Should they do this? Well, there was a poll organized by the well-known website icon.mn, which majority... 36% suggested that uh, we will change, not change. The 40 will, will change if there are interesting public opinions. Uh, but however, the current proposal is uh, of the presidential election increase the power of, as I said, National Security Council. And uh, according to one researcher, uh, Mashbat, it says that uh, or the prime minister program or the government program will be and must be supported by the, this above-mentioned council, National Security Council, and also Mongolian National Development Agency, which both these institutions makes above the prime minister, which is uh, diminishing the role of prime minister institutions and increasing the role of uh, the the. Uh, National Security Council. And also the president suggested that upon approving the amendments to the constitutions, they, the parliament should do three things. First, they need to change immediately the Mongolian political party's law where, where the minimum member, membership of a political party is to be 50,000 plus one instead of current 800 plus one. 
Um, also, second things to do is uh, to change the election law so that everybody has more or less the same equal uh, right for promotion of their candidacy. The third, since they have accomplished their historical mission, meaning the new amendments to the constitutions, the current parliament have should be dismissed. So whether it is can be done or not, it's an issue of the parliament members, but uh, I highly doubt that they will make a, such a decisions to dissolving the, themselves. I see. So we talked about the amendment draft of the constitution. Now on to our next topic about the underground mine of Oyotoska. Oyotoska announced that their underground mining production has been postponed. Uh, the international finance and business news media said that the investment budget of Oyotoska, Oyotoska's underground mining project have exceeded, causing over 30 month delay in the production as a result. So Turkish Hill company's stock dropped by 80% and became 60 cents because of this. So our first question about this is that experts say that, that such delay caused by the cost blowout is a common problem for large uh, mining projects like Oyotasra. So what exactly is the problem? What exactly happened was, um, well, the price came out. The cost came out uh, more than expected. As we said, now the project has already 5.7 or so billion US dollar invested. And now it will be 1.5 or to 1.9 billion dollar more and extended for another one and a half a year, which of course makes the 15 banks that lended this amount of money to Oytolva is not happy. And now I think OT management is explaining why is that happened. What exactly happened was the ore body density was, upon the very enhanced data uh, analysis, it's shown that density is different, which may cause more problem. Uh, one, it will, it will need more strengthening the body because we do they do the corridor, B corridor at different level. And if once the density is different or body, they need to enhance more stronger, which will cost more money. And also it will impact on the substantial infrastructure of underground mine, because there is a transmission system of the ore, whether they will have a collecting center in one place or not, etc. So this kind of technical issues have brought the cost higher. Expectation is now higher. And, um, and also, that, that was expected to know to come out a year before. And now today what is exactly happened, they have told us that the, the, the price will be, the cost will be much higher than expected. That's what has happened. So the experts said, as I said before, experts say that it's a common problem. So is it really a common problem for large projects? You see, we talk about the project where this, this is the first third largest uh, copper project in the world. And 70% of the, all the resources, the, the, the mineral is staying in one and a half kilometers deep in the middle of the Gabi in the south part of the country. And uh, you, they have zillions of drillings, wells, analysis, but as a result, this is, there was not a possible, there was a different than they were expecting, a bit different, 
in terms of the our body the, the density. So this is as it was jaw technical issue, and uh, there's nothing to do now other than to accept that change and explain what has happened to the people who works, including the government of Mongolia. Though the government of Mongolia could know that before, because a year before, there was a certain leak of information by some shareholders that the, the, some information are kept in secret, in particular about the terms of the opening of the, uh, the underground mine, because the possible delay because of these issues. It was this kind of information was leaked a year before. So uh, what was the problem from our side that, that led to this issue? And uh, uh, how can we resolve this? Well, there is no, this, this is, as I said, geotechnical mm, issue and don't depend on anybody. But I think for the sake of the security of the project, the continuity of the project, one is, once you have this sort of information, one is to take the proper measure. They have to, otherwise it will be uh, not a stable program. It, they cost down the road more money than and actually, uh, actually they were expecting. So from 16 to 30 month delay is coming anyway. But uh, what we can do on our side, I don't know whether our three uh, board members representing government of Mongolia, which owns 34% of the project, knew about that. If they knew, have they informed the government? What they're actually doing, that's the question we want to know. And now what we can do, we, we just, uh, we need to accept it and then to, to accelerate the process of uh, construction of uh, power stations as Oyutalgo is now paying a lot of money, 200 plus some million dollars a year to the Inner Mongolia. So that's what is expected to do. So the stock of the Turkish Hill Company is dropped by 80%, as I mentioned before. And how will this affect, will this cause a further like, postponed production? Well, there is a, a proposal on Mongolian side to sell our 34% somehow to anybody and then uh, to, to investors and then to increase our royalty instead of ownership. From the beginning, we, we just increase our, um, our, our royalty, etc., which also requires change in, uh, in the investment contract, which uh, the uh, Rio Tinto side is not accepting. So in any case, the sales of 34% of the Mongolian government which will not the increase will not bring the increase automatically the increase of a royalty which is five percent now uh, first uh, secondly <clears throat> in case of sale of this 34 percent today the price is so low that it will be much it is much cheaper to buy that 34 percent of uh, mongolian government share so this is a uh, an issue this is an issue and which uh, unfortunately is happening at this time uh, with this new information about the our body structure. So yeah, we cannot do anything. But owning 34% is dictated by law. Is it really necessary for the government to sell this to increase? Now, for example, Mongolian parliament members are divided into two camps. One is better to sell, the other is not to sell. So there is a big debate is going on because if we own 
5% from the beginning, then we need to invest also 34%, which we are doing by borrowing the money from Rio Tinto side, which makes it very expensive for Mongolian government. And in such cases, uh, in many countries, the particular Western developed countries, they don't own any share in uh, big mining projects like this. Instead, from the beginning, they get uh, every needed taxes, royalty on time. So that's the proposal that divides Mongol society now, and it's happening at the time when the cost of the project is going to be uh, way higher than, than expected. So international ex uh, example is they don't have the 34% from the beginning. Uh, yeah, the most developed countries have not any ownership of the government in this project because it's a risky and it requires the money from the beginning investment because once we are over 34% of action, 30%, 34% of shares that uh, immediately puts a uh, uh, Mongolian government into the situation we need to invest. So the very idea was from the beginning uh, not very smart. So that's what we are realizing with the time. And uh, it's very hard to change now, even in spite of all the situations. So what is your opinion on this? Should they sell or wait for the stocks to increase to sell this? Ideally, ideally we no need to be in debt from the beginning. While we, we own the, the Mongolia owns the whole deposit anyway. And why we need to invest money into the development of the uh, customer development of the project when we don't have money we need vice versa we need more money from that budget so if i had the decisions if i could make a decisions i would not own any um, any percent in the project instead we will collect the payment from the beginning in a, in a, in a normal way that you deal with other projects but uh, can the government increase the taxes without any uh, precautions? No, we have two agreements. One is investment agreement, the other is stability agreement. And in the stability agreement that we have agreed that we will not increase tax, even the tax laws change it in the country. So it is very hard work to change that law. And it will, once we tried to, to do that and it delayed the project for two years, just hanging and with nothing done. Uh, until the so-called Dubai agreement is signed, the agreement was staying idle. The contract was, the work was, the project was uh, staying uh, idle, which uh, immediately we could fa feel the impact on the economy as it directly uh, some 14 to 16,000 people work for the project. Uh, if, if you count the impact on how many Mongolian people have uh, a impact uh, from that project is estimated some 70 plus thousand people benefit from the project. So you cannot imagine the Mongolian economy now anymore without this project. And it's in our interest to have this project goes on time, constantly, permanently, and doing the jobs that we have agreed. But unfortunately now the situation is that the expectation is a little bit changed. It, it is a project and is the opening of the underground mine is expected to be delayed for one and a half a year from now, uh, from uh, to the 2023. So that's the fact. I see. So we talked about the underground mine of Ayutthaya. Now on to our next topic about the real estate auctions in the capital. 
Real estate auctions of the seven locations in Ulaanbaatar will be held online. To be uh, to be more specific, two real estate in Hangul District, four in Sungun Hergen, and one in Nadlak District will be auctioned off. Those who are interested can apply for the auction from 28th to 30th July until 5 p.m. The auction will be held on online platform of the real estate exchange www.mle.mn on 31st of July. So our first question about this auction is that what is your opinion on online real estate auctions? So, and where does the revenue from this auction will go? Um, I like all online activities as because it has less human factors, in particular in a country where corruption is so rampant, like Mongolia. And the online auction is much better than I think a real uh, option uh, auction. Uh, but however, for the for a real estate of particular very high value, like uh, around the Sukhobata score, probably it's better to have a live direct auctions. It can be transmitted via social media, TV, etc. On uh, on proceeds of the online auctions, looks like they have not clear rules and regulations for the proceeds. But international standard and all logic says that the proceeds should go somehow partly to increase the value of this real estate or mostly land, meaning that and who will do that uh, infrastructure, sanitation, all this which is very much neglected in Mongolia. And if they will spend some part of the proceeds for the infrastructure of the uh, place site, then it is good for further development of the place and around the people who people who is living or having ownership of a real estate around that one they are selling. Um, but however, I should say one thing that this uh, six seven land piece of lands are in a remote, not in the center of Ulaanbaatar, in the remote areas, it periphery of Ulaanbaatar city, and in the middle of other ownership where it's not clear what what is the zone of this area. I mean, it's better to have very clear direction and uh, the, the, the zoning of that uh, place as these next can make, uh, how, say, production facility, they, they cannot make a house, house uh, uh, cannot have a housing project. So uh, that's the big problem in the country, in the city. And it looks like sometimes that it's in the interest of the rulers who have more interest to keep people to be confused because then they can sell the land even under the table. That's what's happening, unfortunately, in this city. So, but uh, the real estate auction, uh, can, can the real estate auction be a way of preventing government officials to illegally sell, like, as you said, under the table, sell the real estate in Ulaanbaatar? Unfortunately, it is happening with our land in particular in Ulaanbaatar. If you see the Tola River, the south banks of the Tola River and all the way to the mountain, Bogtan Mountain, which is naturally protected area, so-called, but the Minister of uh, Environment, uh, Natural Protection, is the institution that somehow sailing all this, our land in Ulaanbaatar, Bogtan Valley, each valley, they have been already sold. They keep selling now another valley now next to Nucht, uh, where they are making a very expensive real estate up to million, two million, three million dollars worth of money. Uh, 
Um, so the question is again coming, we should protect our land from the Nature Protection Ministry itself because somehow it's very expensive lands being sold incognito, secretly. We keep demanding to give us the list of uh, people who owns the land in Yarmak, which is now a very big field, just on the south of the, the, rail, uh, the road to the airport. And this one was just empty place a few years ago. Now it is owned by the people. We don't know the list. It was a secret deal of the, uh, the ministry officials, Ulaanbaatar city mayorship, office, etc., etc. We keep saying that, but we never win, and we never, they have never revealing the names of those to whom they have sold without any auction, speaking about the auction. And uh, we, we, the public pretty much sure that it serves the ruling party, two political parties well, as this money they have sold our land is used for the campaigning of their political parties and the financing of their activities. So Mongolian Ulaanbaatar citizens demand the government is giving a report on who has held, and we want to make sure that high-ranking Mongolian current officials have not participated, but we are sure that they are participated, and we want to know the owners, and we want to demand the money. If we have auctioned those lands, as they now they do with this small free land, this money, the proceeds could have much better impact on the shaky infrastructure of Ulaanbaatar citizens, half of which living in a conditions unacceptable with the sanitation. So that's why we need more transparency. We need more information of land handling in this Ulaanbaatar city. How can we do that? Like, who is in charge of controlling these, like, how can we make it transparent? Actually, that's what the, that's the substantial part of democracy which we're not exercising as citizens. We are not participating in decision-making, even after they are sailing in your front of your eyes all their, your common lands. And so that's why people are to be active, demanding transparency in this decision. So we should, uh, this is the election where they should uh, report uh, what they have done with our land. And a part of democracy is not only election, but another part is participation in decision-making. That's first. And uh, we don't directly do it, but uh, we demand the politicians to be more transparent. And uh, we, we should give a certain term, and then we, may, we should demonstrate against this sort of uh, secrecy. And I am very much suspicious about the current politicians putting their hands in the land of Yarmag and all these valleys in Bogd Mountain. And in particular, we should demand the all ministers of Ministry of Natural Protection for, for making these corruptions wild, deep, so rampant that, that nobody, by the way, has, uh, has uh, punished through legal court in Mongolia. That's why Mongolia is for this money laundering, it's almost having a, now the risk to be listed in gray list of FATF, which makes our economy is completely stagnant and we will not be able to use our credit cards. So that's why 
It is in the interest of all Mongolian citizens, Ulaanbaatar citizens, to demand the transparency and to demonstrate, to go and make a demonstration until these people, if they're not giving our revealing the names, to be resigned. That's what, how can we do in democracy? I see. So, well, that was all the time we have for today. So, thank you for staying with us. We will see you next week with our de facto debut. Thank you so much. Have a good evening.